0: Section seventy-seven of final report of the advisory committee of human radiation experiments. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Final report of the advisory committee on human radiation experiments. Contemporary projects, Chapter sixteen, Part. 3. Deciding to participate. Brief survey. When asked whether specific factors contributed a lot, contributed a little, or did not contribute to their decision to participate in particular research projects, patients typically identified multiple motivations. Most patients reported that they had joined a research project to get better treatment. Contributed a lot, 67%, a little, 11%. And because being in research gave them hope. Contributed a lot, 61%, a little, 18%. Patients who cited the desire for better treatment as a reason for agreeing to be in research were more likely than other patients to be in a study that they viewed as therapeutic, that related to the patient's medical condition and that involved radiation. In addition to this emphasis on the possibility of better treatment and the bolstering of hope, 135 patients agreed with the statement that they had little choice but to participate, and that this belief contributed a lot to their decision. While it is difficult to ascertain precisely what these patients understood this statement to mean, Patients elaborated on this motivation in the in-depth interviews, often saying that because of the serious nature of their medical condition, and or because other interventions had not been successful, they believed they had little choice but to try research. Patients reporting that they had little choice tended to categorise the projects in which they were subjects as treatment projects, compared with diagnostic or epidemiological tended to report that the projects involved radiation that they did not feel they had enough information and that the research was related to their medical condition altruistic reasons also played a part in many patients decisions to participate in research specifically most patients reported that they looked at participation as a way to help others contributed a lot 76%, a little 18%, and as a way to advance science, contributed a lot 72%, a little 21%. Patients also frequently said that they had joined research projects because it seemed like a good idea, contributed a lot 48%, a little 17%. The project sounded interesting, contributed a lot fifty three percent a little twenty four percent and they had no reason not to participate in medical research contributed a lot fifty six percent a little fifteen percent in-depth interview in reporting how they had decided to participate in research in-depth interview patients described many different processes ranging from the very deliberate weighing of risks and benefits to the quicker decision of just taking action. Doctors, for example, my doctor, the doctor, a particular doctor or referring physician, were frequently identified as the key agent in the respondent's decision to participate in research. Patients expressed a broad range of reasons they decided to participate in biomedical research. As in the brief survey, for people in therapeutic research, the primary reason for participating in research was to obtain benefits, either through an experimental treatment they hoped would be better than standard treatment, or through the closer medical attention they believed they would receive through research. One woman reported that she was participating in a treatment trial specifically to obtain an experimental drug that she believed looked promising. Furthermore, she wanted to receive it in a controlled environment where she could receive good follow-up and where researchers would document the drug's effects. Another respondent commented that since doctors at the military hospital where he received his care were very busy, he could receive closer attention and obtain appointments more easily by enrolling in research. Some patients who reported being in therapeutic research hoped that the research would give them more time. All I wanted at that point was five years to get my boys through high school. I want longevity. I don't see myself wanting to just pass away. Some patients decided to be in research because they believed that newer therapies might inherently be better. If there's something new on the market that might be better than the traditional programme they've been using, why not try it? Mirroring the brief survey finding that 31% of patients felt they had little choice in joining a research project, many in-depth interview patients who participated in therapeutic research remarked that they had joined because they believed they had no choice, meaning they had no medical alternatives. My doctor told me if I do not take the drug in a couple of months, I will die. So I had no choice. Who wants to die? Nobody. Another respondent said, I had one more option as he, note the doctor, and note, put it. Hope and desperation pervaded the remarks of many terminally ill patients. Patients said they wanted to try anything, or that this was their last resort. One man explained, Well, what was driving me to say yes was the hope that this drug would work. When you reach that stage, and somebody offered that something that could probably save you, you sort of make a grab of it, and that's what I did. This same patient noted that he had first declined what he had considered a very aggressive therapy, because at that point everything was pretty okay, and there was no need for me to do any wild things. Later, when his condition worsened, he decided to participate in the research. One of the most influential forces in patients' decisions to enrol was doctors' recommendations. One patient described the process of her enrolment. He, the doctor, asked me if I wanted to go on it, and I said, If it's what you think I should do, yes, because you know more about it than I do. He said, I think it would be a good idea to try it. Along these lines, a theme of trust overwhelmingly emerged. Patients trusted specific physicians, medical professionals more generally, or the overall research enterprise. Trust in specific physicians was straightforward. Basically, you know, we trust doctor so-and-so. There was no need to get a second opinion from another doctor. Another respondent exclaimed, oh, I love that man. He has kept me alive and I obey him and I do what he tells me to do. Some patients also communicated trust in the medical profession more generally. I have this attitude. They know what they're doing. They wouldn't have you to do this if they didn't know what they were doing, and that's my attitude. Finally, there were a few patients who expressed trust in the overall enterprise of medical research, as well as its oversight. One respondent stated, I do not feel like the drug would be on the market if it were going to harm me. And if it would help in any way, I'm very willing to participate in this and perhaps other studies. Related were patients who said they decided to participate because of their trust in the institution where the research was being conducted. I think I've got the best treatment down there. Note named hospital. End note. I don't think I could get any better. Rare were the patients who had less blind trust and considered themselves to be more of a consumer i sort of take my own treatment in my head and tell them that i'm his client it's not the other way around elaborating on responses to the brief survey the majority of patients mentioned altruism as a reason to participate this desire to help others took many forms including helping others who had the same medical condition advancing medical science more broadly and contributing to society. Most frequently, those in therapeutic research seemed to voice a combined motivation of seeking benefit for themselves and hoping to achieve benefit for others. Very representative was the comment, I was hoping, if not for me, at least for the next people coming along. For some patients who faced a life-threatening illness, participating in research seemed to offer them a greater sense of personal worth, a chance to contribute something of value to society. One woman said, If I can help find a cure for what seems to be so common note, that is cancer, note, these days, I would love to think I was part of finding that cure. For a small number of patients, this notion of helping others went further to be a duty or obligation. I thought, well, I don't have to do this, and then I thought, well, here I am, benefiting from literally thousands and thousands of experiments that have gone before and that are helping to save my life, and this one sounded very reasonable to me, and I was happy to participate. Similarly, one respondent replied, I feel like that, note, participating in research and giving blood end note, is a moral obligation as a citizen. You put back into your community. Opportunities to not only help yourself but other people are real important to me. Only three patients cited monetary reasons for participating in research. Deciding not to participate. It is also clear from the brief survey that not all patients approached to participate in a research project agree to do so. In fact, 191, 10%, of the 1,882 patients we spoke with told us that at some point they had made a decision not to participate in research, while 112, 59%, of these 191 patients had never decided to be in research. The remainder reported that at some time or other they had. 39 were current research participants and 40 were former research participants, suggesting that some patients discriminate between projects they are willing to participate in and those they are not. Patients who declined to participate in research ranged in age from 21 to 83, with a median age of 56. The patients were of both genders, 53% male, 47% female, predominantly white, 69%, with 27% African-American, and the remainder being of other ethnicities, with wide educational backgrounds ranging from less than 8th grade to those with professional degrees. We asked the 112 patients who had never been in research why... When they had been offered the chance, they had decided not to participate. The reasons that contributed a lot to their decision were that they wanted to know what treatment they were getting, 64%. They wanted their medical decisions to be made by their doctors and themselves, not by researchers, 56%. They believed that being in the medical research project was not the best way for them to get better, 45%. and. Taking part in the medical research project would have been inconvenient, 43%. Consent and voluntariness. Brief survey. Overall, 83% of patients who told us they were current or former research participants remembered signing a consent form agreeing to take part in research. This was true for 88% of current research participants and 80% of former research participants. Most, 90%, of the patients who believed that they were current or former participants in research reported that they felt they had enough information to make a good decision about whether to participate. This was the case for 95% of current research participants and 87% of former research participants. Fewer than 2% of current or former research participants felt pressured by others in making a decision to participate. Six patients specifically said that they had been pressured by someone in the medical field. For example, My doctor. The hospital. Four patients reported having been pressured by someone in the military. For example, The military. Admiral on ship. When patient subjects were asked what they thought the policy was for dropping out of the study in which they were participating, 78% thought, correctly, according to current research standards, that they could drop out at any time. A variety of other responses were also offered, ranging from not knowing the policy, to expressing that it was irrelevant. For example, the entire project consisted of a single survey or blood test to believing they had to stay in the research project. In-depth interview. On the whole, patients who granted in-depth interviews recounted that the staff involved in conducting research explained research projects, gave participants time to read over the consent forms and confer with family and friends, and responded to participants' questions. One patient said explicitly, It seemed to me that they were well prepared to answer any questions I would ask them. Asked if research staff had provided her with as much information as she needed, one patient replied that they used terminology that I could relate to. They spoke in my language. That was a plus. The consent process in general, and the consent form in particular, held varying degrees of importance for patients. Most patients enrolled in survey or non-invasive projects did not attach a great deal of meaning to the consent form. One respondent, whose experimental procedure consisted of just drawing some blood, thought in fact that his consent form went overboard. For those patients who reported being in research evaluating potential treatments, the value of the consent form varied. For many, the decision to participate seemed to have been made before the consent form was given to them, and they signed it almost as a formality. For a few, signing a consent form symbolized the first step on the path to getting better. Others, however, relied heavily upon the content of the form when deliberating about whether to participate. In addition, several patients noted that they held on to their consent forms a few even offering them up for the interviewer's review the notion of trust also accompanied accounts of the consent process for some participants the consent form was the means by which patients could authorise trusted health professionals to do what they think is best one respondent remarked whatever the doctor was doing well that was all right i consented to this and let the experts take over then This authorization for treatment meant abdicating attention to detail for some patients. I'm the type of person, I don't read all this fine print and all this stuff and so forth. The lady said that we would like to experiment on your body to see what can be done. And it's to help me. And so far, so good. While patients attached different levels of personal interest to the consent process, They were clear that the type of information typically conveyed in a consent process is exactly what they would need in order to decide about participating in research in the future. Patients overwhelmingly said that they would participate in a research project again if they had enough information and if the project were explained in sufficient detail by research staff. I'd have to know the what-fors, ifs, whys, what they're going to do. Or... If somebody can't explain what they're going to do to me good enough, I wouldn't do it. Furthermore, several patients stated that they would like to know why a particular study was being conducted and why certain procedures or techniques were necessary. Communication, information and honesty were frequently identified by participants as essential in considering participation in any future research project. For patients who described their own consent process, experiences generally were positive. A few patients reported problems, however. Three general problems were identified. One, too much technical information that was difficult to read and understand. Two, an overwhelming amount of information. And three, discussions occurring at stressful or inappropriate moments. A few patients reported that during discussions with physicians or investigators, they relied upon family members to help process the information conveyed. A few patients remarked upon the importance of contact among participants in research projects evaluating treatments. One respondent contrasted the type of information one research participant can provide to another versus that which a doctor can provide. It's always nice to be able to see somebody in the same boat or talk to that person because even though a doctor is very good in explaining things, there are certain things that only somebody who's going through the thing can really know what you're talking about. Consistent with findings from the brief survey in which 98% of patients reported that they were not pressured into participating in research, almost all the patients who gave in-depth interviews believed that the decision about whether to participate in research had been theirs to make, and that they had not felt pressured into that decision. Indeed, many patients mentioned that they participated voluntarily. One respondent said, They wanted to know if I would be interested in this. Nobody was pushy. Nobody. They just said, here it is. Would you like to be involved in this programme? No one interviewed identified pressure from family members. More often, patients remarked that, while they conferred with family and friends, the choice was ultimately their own. My family, the people I work with, everybody tells you you have to make up your own mind. Nobody's going to tell you what to do because it wouldn't work anyway, so nobody tried to influence me one way or the other. There were only a few patients who suggested that doctors tried to exert what was viewed as unwelcome or inappropriate influence. One respondent, who remarked in one portion of the transcript that she did not feel pressured, later reported, The doctor sort of made a plug. He said, you know, if people like you refuse to get into this, we're never going to get anywhere. Another respondent indicated that he felt pushed by one doctor to sign a consent form for a particular type of infusion treatment. They say, well... Go ahead and sign it, so we can start you on the process. And I said, Well, I want to read it. And he said, Have you signed it yet? And I said, I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. well, we need you to sign it, and then... Make a copy, and we'll just let you read it afterwards. And I thought, What is going on? I mean, they had never, ever kind of pushed it like that. Almost all patients reported that they had been told they could leave the research project at any time and that they believed that they could leave at any time. One respondent said, They always told us all the way along, any time you don't feel happy with this, we can quit. They said if you don't feel like you want to continue, you can quit any time. There was no pressure on or nothing. Similarly, It was made very clear up front, and then in the original package of material that they had, at any point in time, for any reason I wanted, you know, I didn't even have to have a reason. I could withdraw with no problem. For some participants, the question of withdrawing seemed almost foreign, because there was such trust in the research process. One respondent said, The thought of withdrawing never entered my mind. I was going to let them make the decision, because they were the ones that were watching the cancer. I wasn't the expert. If they thought it was working, that was fine. One respondent, who was in the military, believed that continued participation was required. Another respondent, about to undergo a bone marrow transplant, reported being pressured both to enrol and to continue participation in a clinical trial. They were really pushing this procedure. Note, a drug to help raise white blood cell counts. End note. It was very obvious to me that they wanted people to sign up for this bad and I did not want to upset my doctor. You know, I'm totally helpless. I'm in his hands. And so part of it was, I wanted to keep him happy. And uh, there was some pressure. As described earlier, several patients in therapeutic research identified an intense desire to have some type of treatment. This not only influenced their decision to enroll, but also to remain in a research project. One respondent stated that participating in research was through necessity. The thought never entered my mind that I would withdraw from this programme. Such sentiments also seemed to influence patients' desires to find research projects for which they might be eligible. I said if something comes up that you think will benefit me, let me know. I wanted to be on that trial bad enough to where I gave in to the pressure. End of section 77